10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Live from Swansea, this is The Twilight Show with Nathan Ginn. It's the 1st of December and we are talking about Christmas in schools. We're going to be talking about Christmases past, what they used to be like and some Christmas panics from the pre-Covid times and also what a Covid Christmas looks like now. So welcome, Merry Christmas and off we go. Live from Swansea, this is The Twilight Show with Nathan Ginn on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Yes, it is the 1st of December. Here we are on Teachers Talk Radio. I'm excited. I put up a Christmas tree at school today. Um, I opened an advent calendar at school today, but that is the primary school teacher in me um, getting excited about these things. Now, stopping the jingle bells for a second, a little bit more serious because something happens at this time of year. Uh, something happens in the news. Uh, something happens with the Department for Education the last couple of years, in all honesty. But something happens where there is a, a turning, a loss of Christmas spirit um, that heads towards um, teachers. And so um, we have previously in the past, in the second half of the show, we're going to talk more about some of those Christmas uh, moral panics, maybe is the right word, those uh, cancelling Christmas newspaper headlines that we get every year, um, certainly pre-COVID, because now we have COVID, actually some of those things really are happening for real. So it's worth us looking back not too far to those times before when everyone has seen in the headlines something, you know, along the lines of uh, school cancels Christmas. Uh, school bans nativities. So we'll be looking at those. Um, the reason for the topic of our show this week, and of course, if you are listening live in the studio, you can text in, you can call in, or you can tweet us as well here at Teachers Talk Radio. The reason uh, for this is all down to a tweet that was sent out by the Department of Education uh, this week, a couple of times at least it's been sent out. Um, saying that Christmas plays and nativities can go ahead this year. Um, attached to it, it was linked linking to a blog post um, by the Department for Education, but the tweet itself, it got a lot of reaction, a lot of strong reaction. Um, the tweet itself said, um, your child's nativity, uh, school Christmas play, or concert can still go ahead. There will be COVID safety measures in place for parents and carers attending. So a very clear message from the Department for Education there, publicly uh, sort of going out. Um, and yeah, it got 50 likes. It got 86 quote tweets, 
tweets and uh, those are the ones we're going to be having a little look through because those tend to be some of the the more cutting uh, or the more to the point of these uh, comments about it but we'll just have a quick look at the blog post that it comes from and the blog post linked to this department for education tweet um, said um, can christmas plays go ahead um, can Christmas plays, nativities and other festive events in schools and nurseries go ahead this year? Um, and so it, the, the, the blog post, it said, uh, Christmas and nativity plays are one of the most cherished school traditions. Sadly, last year, many had to be cancelled. But this year, as we are at a different stage of the pandemic and so many people benefiting from the protections of the vaccine offer, uh, we hope many more will be able to go ahead. So. The Department for Education there is setting out the stall that this year will be different to last year in terms of what they are expecting of uh, nativities and Christmas events going ahead in schools. Um, it then goes on to kind of a set of questions uh, as subheadings. Um, can nativities and school plays go ahead this year? Nativities, plays, concerts and other festive events can go ahead, but it's a matter for schools and early years to decide if they want to host them. Now, this is a key recurring uh, thing in any of the guidance, certainly throughout the, the, the first part of the pandemic, um, where it was down to schools to decide. And that, unfortunately, in a lot of cases, and when we come on to reading, you know, some of the newspaper articles a little bit later in that second part about other uh, panics around Christmas to do with schools, the school's decision making is then undermined in some way uh, by um, what the Department for Education is saying. Um, so the Department for Education have said um, that we are allowed and they are expecting nativities and Christmas plays to go ahead. Now, if that means uh, that it is down to the schools, well, schools are going to be making their own decisions, which means some will, some won't. Um, it is, unfortunately, you know, the, the way that some then won't. Now, the problem is that the, the Department for Education have sent out this tweet saying that the, the nativities will be going ahead, or at least from their point of view, the nativities can go ahead. Um, so off the back of this couple of tweets, and there was some suggestion, first of all, that maybe um, the Department for Education had scheduled a tweet and, and forgot to take it off schedule. But this tweet has gone out a couple of times at least already. Um, and so, again, the tweet read, your school, your child's nativity, school Christmas play or concert can still go ahead. There will be COVID safety measures in place for parents and carers attending. So we've got the DFE here and they've put it out. And so I'm going to read through some of the responses, the responses that I can read out on air um, of educators mainly who are, are responding to this message coming out that seems like, as I say, the Department for Education want nativities in person to be happening. And they are telling parents that these nativities in person, as far as they're concerned, should be happening. Um, so we have, uh, first of all, a few comments come, that come in sort of saying more teacher bullying, uh, what safety measures, um, it doesn't square with the science or common sense. And then we start getting a little bit deeper into it. And we uh, start getting um, Rap Classroom, at Rap Classroom on Twitter said, um, when the, 
the culture war you've instigated is a bigger priority than keeping people alive. So we start cutting, uh, you know, that maybe this is a cynical uh, message put out by the Department for Education. Uh, someone else suggesting, you know, does the Department for Education have uh, tin, uh, shares in donkey outfits? Um, and we start getting this, uh, the, these words coming up of gaslighting, of undermining. Um, not sure it's your decision. Uh, we have Mike at Mike Cameron, the DfE now deliberately trying to stoke tensions between schools and parents. Um, micromanaging coming up as a word and a lot of anger and confusion about how head teachers and schools are now going to deal with this situation. Um, you know, have, you know, words, have the Department for Education thrown the schools under the bus um, by saying that they feel um, nativities and uh, school plays can go ahead. Now, where I wanted to start off in the show in part one is I want to talk about what we mean when we talk about these Christmas festivities, how they happened pre-COVID. Um, so uh, Mal has texted in saying, yes, uh, Mal, is that you agreeing uh, to the Department for Education undermining teachers or that it will be difficult if you want to give us a no? Uh, I'm trying to work out which way you're going with it there, Mal. So if you want to have a couple more bits and pieces, um, we'll, we'll be able to work out which side of the argument you're falling on at the moment. But we'll talk a little bit, first of all, about what we mean when we say Christmas uh, festivities, um, the kind of things that were happening, particularly really we're talking about primary schools um, before the pandemic. Uh, Mal has texted in again saying, yes, it's the DfE are undermining schools and stoking tensions. Um, it, that is what most teachers have read this message as when we look through those retweets, those comments on these messages that are coming out from the Department for Education. Now, when we get to the second part of the show, or part two, because we're going to go three parts of this show, we're going to look at some of the Christmas panics from pre-COVID, because this is not the first time um, in, in my memory, uh, and certainly I did not have to go back very far, to find newspapers and uh, other such people sort of saying um, that schools were either cancelling Christmas, schools were... Um, uh, spoiling festivities in some way and so we've got a, a few newspaper articles from before the covid times um that sort of suggest um they suggest one thing certainly stoking up a bit of a panic that um we won't be able to have christmas then in the third part of the show we're going to look at what covid christmases actually are going to be like because since uh, this message has come out from the government well, a lot of people have responded and said, actually, we're going to do it this way. Mal's texting again there, just saying, once again, a blanket policy rather than localised needs. And yeah, it is, unfortunately, I think for a lot of the teachers, and we'll see this when we when we come through looking at some of the COVID Christmas in the third part as well, and some of the other kind of Christmas panics that have happened, schools are allowed to make decisions about certain things. And the, the government in their messaging of this have said, you know, it's up to schools. So they always leave it on that. And all of the guidance, you know, through most of the pandemic has had this caveat in it of uh, at the head teacher's discretion. We advise this, but that, you know, it falls on the head teacher. And then we wonder why head teachers are, are so stressed, are so unwell, are burning out. Because, you know, there is, is one thing to have policy, it's different to have guidance. Um, and then to step away from that guidance. And this certainly in this tweet to me felt very much like 
the um, the government had said something and then stepped away from it. They kind of just left it there. They've gone, oh, yeah, sure, of course you can have nativities, but now it's up to the head teachers. And then they leave it for the head teachers then to, um, to, to say yes or no, and a lot of them are going to say no or are going to restrict it in some way because there are fears around safety, um, you know, new variants, of course. And it's worth noting that these tweets came out um, after we were aware of the new variants, um, the new variant. um, And so this hasn't changed. One came out before, I think. One came out after. They're still saying go ahead, even though other restrictions are being affected. Uh, Mao's texting again, just saying, like throwing a grenade. Yeah, exactly like, um, you know, walking in, pulling the pin and walking away and waiting for head teachers to have to have those conversations with parents. Now, let's get into why, why parents will be upset. Now, it, it's hard, you know, I'm a parent myself, and it is hard for me in that sense to not empathize with uh, parents of children um, who may not be having the experience, rightly so or wrongly so, who will not be having the experience that we classically imagine. So for this kind of first part, just up until we do the ads, um, this, this next uh, 10 minutes or so, I want to discuss uh, what a classic traditional kind of primary school um, n- Christmas period would look like. So I'm going to run through my most recent normal uh, Christmas. So we're not talking about last year when there were restrictions in place. We're talking about the year before, before we'd really heard of coronavirus, you know, when when the worst thing we could think of was a snow day. Um, and so I'm going to run through a few of those things. Now, if you're listening live or if you're, you're tweeting and you can call in, share some of the things that your school has done. Um, um, those kind of classic epitome of Christmas moments that people feel they're missing out on now because of guidance. Um, Lucy has texted in just saying it's difficult to articulate this without being crass. Once again, head teachers and teachers are made out to be the villain. Now, yeah. Uh, certainly that is the feeling among uh, most of the responders to the tweets that I have seen. Some people, um, parents uh, particularly, are sort of, you know, agreeing with the Department for Education, but some of that agreement comes in because, um, you know, I'll read through the kind of thing they feel they're missing out. So this is my um, typical Christmas in a primary school. Now, of course, of course, we have the nativity. Now, in primary schools I've worked in, and as I say, I'm describing, it would have been the Christmas of 2019, I guess. Um, and, or maybe the year, I, I lose track of dates around that time. So not last year, the year before, but that, that last normal Christmas, we have a nativity and we have a year our nativity. So we have five-year-olds, uh, maybe some four-year-olds in there, and they are dressed up and they're doing a, a classic nativity where they're getting on stage and the hall is full of parents and grandparents and we are all um, recording it and we are taking photos um, of children dressed as donkeys and with, you know, as stars and angels and, and we have that, that nativity happening. We also then have probably a year two nativity so slightly older now now we're getting some more individual parts mary's got some lines joseph joseph has got some lines you know and 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 they have starring parts 
um, and they have songs that they are singing together. So we've got our our, our nativities as they classically are. Mal's texting saying both my boys were in the nativity together in twenty nine December twenty nineteen, um, and of course, you know. My boys haven't had a nativity yet. My boys are a little bit younger. Um, my eldest, currently, we're in the process of making a donkey costume because he is the donkey, which I'm very proud about him being the donkey. Not He's not a donkey. He is the donkey. Uh, and that, you know, so for me, that's a, that, that's an important part of the story. But, but I sidetrack. Classic nativities. Now, possibly also, you know, in your school, you've gone for a comic nativity, one where there's a, a clumsy angel or there's maybe a, a Christmas lobster or something, you know, and we do have those as well. Um, so one of those parts, but, but some kind of play going on. Now, at my also, um, you know, historically, um, we had a post box walk. Um, now, this post box walk was for our youngest children, our year hours again, and they would write letters to Santa and they would walk them in, um, you know, with Christmas clothes on and all the staff would be wearing Santa hats and they'd walk them singing carols down to the local post box and they would post them. Um, and so another aspect of something that maybe people are fooling uh, are, are missing out on or feeling that they have lost because their children only get one shot. Uh, Mal's texting saying, oldest boy was a king, youngest was an angel. And they are things that happen at a certain point in a child's schooling, normally in a specific year group. So if you miss it because of COVID, you, you've probably missed it. And this is, this is what I'm getting at here and trying to empathise with the parents Less so with the Department for Education who want it to go ahead, but certainly with the parents who feel that they um, that they are missing something and are maybe angry at schools or just angry at the world, you know, angry at the situation. So we've had our post books walk. Now, for me, I would have the older children and we'd do carols around the tree. And that would involve walking over to the local church where there would be a big tree and we would invite all of the parents and we'd sing Christmas carols together. Um, we, you know, all together, not a performance, there would be some readings, but again, you know, slightly older. And so they'd be uh, doing something slightly more mature. Um, we would also have the choir then going to um, an old people's home um, and, and they would be singing to them. Again, things that cannot happen. Maybe less of a concern for some parents that their child isn't getting to do that, but certainly um, something that the community as a whole will be missing out on. Now, when we come into the second part of the show, we'll be talking about post, about Christmas cards quite a bit because um, there's something that comes up a lot and whether it's COVID related or actually the banning of Christmas cards was allegedly happening before COVID. Um, but we would have one of those post boxes, a big red post box that I can only assume someone's granddad or, a, you know, or an uncle had made out of wood and cardboard. And the children would write their Christmas cards to their peers and they would post them into the post box and probably some year six prefects would take them around, you know, and hand them out and everyone would be getting hundreds and hundreds of Christmas cards. And, and But another lovely thing that, you know, as I say, when we come on to COVID Christmases later, is something that some um, schools have decided not to do for their reasons. So something else that people feel they are missing. Christmas jumper day, 
you know, of course, um, sometimes done for charity, for Save the Children, sometimes done as a non-uniform type event. But Christmas Jumper Day um, is, again, something that people might feel they are missing out on because it ties in with other things. When we come to part two, we'll be talking about a school that allegedly uh, banned Christmas Jumper Day for children who were naughty. Only the good children could do Christmas Jumper Day, and that caused quite a bit of a stir. Uh, Mal's texting just saying Xmas Jumper Day is evil. Um, well, I'd love to hear why, Mal. So if you want to expand on why Xmas Jumper Day is evil, it's done for charity, you know, and I, that's okay. I mean, I know they're itchy and they're probably made from a, a slightly chi- uh, cheap, sweaty material, you know, but um, it is... Uh, Mal says it's not for charity. Oh, well, that is an interesting one because I have seen it. Um, I know certainly at my school um, it is, you know, you, you pay a little bit of money and that money then is all collected for charity. So maybe not all over the world or all over the country. Um, we also have Christmas dinner. Now, all of them being in the hall together. And that is something that has happened at every primary school I've worked in where the staff then serve, uh, you know, a larger school dinner you know but is served and um, is done collectively with Christmas music on it and crackers sometimes provided by the PTA um, but it's something that we miss out on again and why parents and schools and people might be upset Mal's messaged in just parents end up buying these jumpers that kids can only wear for a few days and then grow out of them by the following year right well, this is the thing, Mal, because I entirely agree with that, because my next point is Christmas fate. Now, we have not had a Christmas fate. Christmas fates are great. They raise money for uh, the, the the school. Sometimes you'll have a, a, a governor. Um, certainly in my schools, we always had an elder, one of the older governors, gentlemen, dressed up as Santa Claus. If there are no children listening, he's not, you know, he's just standing in for Santa Claus because the real Santa Claus is really busy at this time. But he would be dressed up as Santa Claus. Um and be doing kind of uh, listening to the the children and what they want for Christmas. Um, and then he would pass it on, obviously, to the real Santa Claus. Um, and there would be stalls, some private businesses, some things kids had made, some, uh, you know, maybe like a book stall as well. Anyway, my point being is to add on what Malice said about having to buy a jumper. My One of my biggest issues with any school fate is when you have to bring a bottle in. Okay, and I'll tell you why. This is this is mathematics, and we, we we get beside the point. But this is my slight grinchiness about Christmas: is that if, as a parent, I buy a bottle of wine that I, that I hand into the kind of tombola, and that bottle of wine has cost me five pound, I think I have given the school five pound. If um, the tombola then raise, you know, sells their tickets for fifty p each, and they raise one pound for that bottle of wine the school actually gets one pound so i'd have been better off drinking the bottle of wine and giving the school one pound in that situation which would be where i now fall with uh, sort of mal's point about christmas jumpers is rather than buying the christmas jumper for 10 pound and then paying a pound to the school to wear the jumper for a day i could have just given the charity 11 pound so, you know, I think there is there is mathematics at play there, but that's not that I don't like Christmas fates. Love a Christmas fate. And in fact, one year I played in the staff band at a Christmas fate, but it was pre-COVID. And it is, again, another thing that we are missing out on. And as I say, the whole preamble here, the, the ramble, more than preamble, is trying to get a context around what we are losing and why people might be upset or might want it 
to happen. Uh, Malaz agreed there with drinking the wine. You know, I think it's the charitable thing to do. You drink the wine, then you just pay the money straight. Uh, saves him one the hassle of having to do the tombola in reality. Um, other things we get onto is obviously class gifts, people bringing in, in gifts for each other, gifts for teachers, the staff do. We, 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 I have talked about that multiple times. I've talked about it on our Twitter spaces as well. If you've ever joined us in one of our Teachers Talk Radio Twitter spaces, um, staff dues and whether or not how much people pay for them. And But they're good, you know, as much as we hate them. It's nice and it's something that people haven't had now for 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 a while um and obviously some people do that horrible elf thing where the the elf on uh, causes problems elf on a shelf which i personally hate that is another grinchy thing for me so this is what we are missing this is the things that when we talk about things being banned when we talk about things not being allowed to happen those that is christmas in a primary school now when we come back from the break uh, we're going to have a little bit of ads, but when we come back from the break, I'm going to be ignoring COVID. We're going to be going back in time a couple of years, and we're going to talk about some of the hi- more historic, not that historic, but slightly historic um, newspaper headlines, you know, social panics about we're not allowed to say Christmas in school, you know, or that um, we're not allowed to. Um, have a nativity or schools are banning everything or um, it's health and safety gone mad or it's uh, PC gone mad I actually had someone on Twitter say to me the other week it's it's PC gone mad or they actually said that as an honest comment and I thought that was just a joke thing Um, Mal is texting just saying can't wait for our elf Riley to turn up no I'm sorry, Mal. I'm, you've lost me now. I'm not. Elves are are not for me. Now we are going to the advert break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about banning things in school. Who's been banning what? And uh, for me, I would have banned the elf, but I don't actually have a newspaper story on that. I'll see you on the other side of the ads. Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE validated programs to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more, and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Live from Swansea, this is The Twilight Show with Nathan Ginn on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Yes, that is right. I do have Santa jingle bells lined up um, so I can drop them in at any point uh, and we can get 
Christmassy, the 1st of December, I uh, opened part of my advent calendar box with my class today. I have a, a box of stationery that is individually wrapped. First one open today, it was a pen. Um, but we'll be opening one every day with my class. We set up the Christmas tree. Um, we put some tinsel around it. And we're a secondary school. And I really didn't think, you know, secondary schools would be into that. But my secondary school has gone big. I mean, we've got a 17-foot tree in the atrium. Uh, thousands of lights on it, apparently. I can't remember exactly how many. But we, we have gone in for Christmas big at my school. And um, I, I did ask them, is that you know, in response to last year? is Has it always been like that? And apparently some of it, yeah, is a kickback from last year not having uh, so much of a Christmas or feeling like they didn't have so much of a Christmas. So this year they've really gone big for it to make the most of it. And maybe when we talk about COVID Christmases and the Department for Education's messages around it, maybe that is something to, again, bear in mind that people really wanted to, really wanted to get back to normal this year and so the frustration of not being able to get back to normal is tough uh, mal is uh, asking to join that i'll just uh, add you in mal uh, to see if we can get you in uh, so you should be coming on the air any second now can you hear me mal Ooh, no oh let's just have a look disappeared again <laughs> sorry accidental don't worry mal um lucy is texting saying a teacher i used to work with did an elf on the shelf for her class the dedication used uh, hang on the dedication that used to go into it was unreal uh, a thing too far if you ask me yeah some people really go into it i've seen you know there are some people i follow on twitter you know it is funny it's good fun it's light-hearted um but i just don't like the little figure i think if he was different if he was a little chubbier maybe you know i, I think i'd go for him but in this part of the show we are talking about christmas panics from pre-covid times so christmas controversies here we go we have uh obviously we're not starting as far back as this because it's really modern ones we're doing but obviously in this country there were a few issues around the 17th century shall we say where christmas was kind of off the menu uh, the puritans were in charge and uh, yeah it was a little too catholic for them a little too drunken and debauched and so we had a brief period uh, where there was no Christmas celebrations. Uh, Christmas was actually banned. And so as far as finding out when Christmas was actually banned, all the way back through history, that is that that is actually the only one that I could find where it was actually banned. Obviously, in other places in the world, Mao's text in saying, uh, bloody Cromwell. Yep, that was the guy, Oliver Cromwell. And uh, yeah, they... they, they wasn't a fan of the celebrations, particularly apparently the the, the drunkenness of it all, uh, because it was it was a step away and it wasn't mentioned in the Bible. So you know, can it really be uh, something that they want to do? Those Puritans. Um, anyway, in revolutionary France, they had uh, an issue with it as well. Um, you know, but again, a long time ago, um, they were actually again renaming things. So when people complain about. Uh, you know, uh, us not being able to say Christmas. And we will talk a little bit about, you know, festi um, having festive trees rather than Christmas trees. But uh, France, all the way back then, had renamed uh, their free king's cake the Equality Cake um, because they, they wanted, obviously, they had a few issues with, uh, with kings in France at the time. Um, obviously, uh, back through other times, like the Soviet Union, an atheist state, 
but now we are at the modern day controversies and where we get most of these from and some of them are imported from America where there are certainly more of these uh, heated discussions around religion around what should be taught in school and what shouldn't be taught in school um, we know uh, <laughs> um, we know that the expression the war on Christmas really uh, was being popularized by people like Bill O'Reilly in the early 2000s. And he was talking about um, the the fact that he felt uh, that in prominently in schools, but also in other areas, advertisers and retailers and governments were, were censoring and avoiding and discouraging the, the use of the word Christmas, um, that they were saying holidays instead. Um, it wasn't necessarily the case. And I've got a quote here from the Huffington Post from Jeff Schweitzer, who um, said that um, people such as uh, Bill O'Reilly, um, the, the quote is, uh, there was no war on Christmas. The idea is absurd at every level. Those who object to being forced to celebrate another's religion are drowning in Christmas in a sea of Christianity, dominating all aspects of social life. Eight, an 80% majority can claim victimhood um, only with an extraordinary flight from reality so certainly there were people there saying this is this is not true um that things are being banned and i will let you decide for yourself some of the examples and some of these from america before we get into the schools and the uk um but we have um things such as um target who um in their advertising um decided not to use the word christmas in their promotions um, they used uh, the word festive instead. Uh, Home Depot using the word holiday instead of Christmas. And um, apparently Gap was boycotted for two months because they didn't use the word Christmas, um, even though they had word used the word Christmas um, in their advertising. But there was just a, um, uh, I guess, an online storm. And this is some of the issue that we face and i will give you the british now examples malice texting saying you could easily go through the entire xmas period without hearing the word jesus now that is true but sometimes and i'll give you a couple of examples sometimes it is used in it is not always the case that the headlines portray the same thing as um, what is happening so I will give you my first example from Birmingham City Council in the early in the late 1990s where they had a Christmas controversy um, literally that people were saying in you know in quote marks it's political correctness gone mad they put on a winterville uh, a winterville um, and so people were upset that it didn't say it wasn't Christmas it was to include the whole of the, the the whole season of winter festivals, but it was called Winterville, uh, and a lot of complaints, a lot of newspaper headlines. Um, the issue was that there was a, a banner saying "Merry Christmas" across the front of the council house. They had their Christmas lights switched on. There was a Christmas tree in the main civil square. There was regular carol singing sessions and school choirs. The Lord Mayor sent a Christmas card with a traditional Christmas scene, wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Um, and so the issue really came down to headlines and people jumping on. And, you know, I do this on Twitter as much as the next person, the, this word Winterville. Now, a 
similar thing happened in Dundee in uh, 2009, where they had a winter night light festival um, that didn't have uh, a reference to, to Christianity in, the, in its title there, but had a, a lot of church leaders there, um, had the words Christmas within it, but they had chosen to call it something else. And again, they faced this controversy. Now that is setting the scene because we have now our school-related um, controversies. So we are in a culture where it would, you know, it is clear that people believe that Christmas is under threat, where people believe that it is um, some uh, secret uh, belief that people want to to undermine the Christmas period. And if you want to call in or text in, by all means, join the conversation and give us your thoughts and opinions. And my first headline from before COVID, and it is worth saying these are all before COVID in this first section here. My first headline is parents outraged after primary school bans children from sending Christmas cards. Pre-COVID is 2019. And our headline in the Independent, parents outraged after primary school bans children from sending Christmas cards. Let's read a little into the story. Let's find out what's behind it, because, I, you know, I'm sure people would be enraged by this. Um, in fact, we will see that even in the COVID era, people are enraged by this same issue maybe for different reasons. So a primary school head teacher has reportedly banned children from sending Christmas cards to each other. The, you know, the horror uh, over concerns that the tradition is bad for the environment. So uh, this head teacher, uh, Jonathan Mason, uh, from Belton Lane Primary School in Lincolnshire, has told children to only send one Christmas card addressed to their entire class. So he hasn't banned them outright, but he has said, limit the ones you sell. Uh, and his message to parents was, throughout the world, we send enough Christmas cards. If we place them alongside each other, they'd cover the world circumference 500 times. The manufacturer of Christmas cards is contributing to our ever-growing emissions. And so certainly parents were upset. I'll read you their comments. Uh, why should children have the joy taken out of Christmas? It's Christmas tradition they've had for a long time now, and they are taking it away. It's personal. It's, you know, it is upsetting that people feel that their, their tradition is being taken away. Another, I know we have to protect the environment, but these are a few Christmas cards once a year. Uh, and then they go on to say, to be told about this on a piece of paper, letter home from the head teacher seems contradictory. I do agree there. But our first mention of any Christmas things being banned and it is Christmas cards being banned because they are bad for the environment although when we unpick it a little bit um, they're not completely banned and I do feel but I guess it's the head teacher's decision there if you have an opinion on banning Christmas cards because of the environment it is something that's happened the school was in Lincolnshire a head teacher tried to ban Christmas cards that is a real thing that happens so that is one of our real controversies that we have to talk about on to our next controversy real or imagined this one's real a secondary school bans christmas for being too commercial but 
pupils can get festive activities back if they send a persuasive letter to the with uh, to the RE teacher um, who says it should be about Jesus. Now that is a, a pretty long headline, but it is the Daily Mail online, uh, and a secondary school bans Christmas for being too commercial is the juxtaposition. of it. It's 2018, a school here saying that they will ban Christmas. Lady Lumley's in Pickering, North Yorkshire, in an assembly, Father Christmas told the children that if they want to reverse the ban, they must persuade their religious education teacher to change their mind who believes Christmas should be about the birth of Jesus. Now, this was across a lot of headlines and a lot of newspapers ran with this because it is a school banning Christmas. Um, unfortunately, it's not. Um, as you can probably guess for anyone who has taught in a school, uh, by the way that was worded, um, it's one of those horrible trick things that schools do when the head teacher says that he's going to take away uh, break time unless the year sixes write him a persuasive letter. Um, it's it's an interesting point, but I think when we listen to some of the parents' comments, uh, you will understand why maybe this school might have got the tone wrong. Uh, one parent tweeted, I understand the way the RE teacher is trying to educate kids, but it's the way kids have been told mine came in upset. Told no Christmas, told no Christmas cards, told no Christmas hats. It's ridiculous. It's gone too far. Um, another one, a Twitter user called at peed off parents uh, wrote at, um, at Lady Lumley's, that's the school. What's all this about kids not being able to celebrate Christmas? This is a uh, bleep or what? Um, another parent said, um, and this is probably the most telling of any of these outrages about schools banning Christmas. Um, Alison Wilson, a parent at the school said, um, I don't know the details, um, but it actually sounds like quite a good exercise, getting everyone to actually think about what Christmas really is and why we should celebrate it. Now, she's admitted that she hasn't really found out what's going on. That's probably the school's fault, in my opinion, to not explaining it. It's a, oh, it's a bold move to tell kids they're not having Christmas, and it certainly got them a lot of headlines. But again, we are in the paper and a school has actually at least said, if not meant it, that they are going to ban Christmas. So we have had a school that actually banned Christmas cards, a school that has said it's going to ban Christmas, although uh, admittedly that was a kind of double bluff to get the kids to really think about the true meaning of Christmas. Uh, let's move on to our next uh actual banning pre-COVID of things that were banned and we have um, our Bista school bans Christmas jumper day for naughty pupils. So yes, a head teacher has said that naughty children will not be allowed to have Christmas jumpers. This is another actual item of uh, news. This is from the Oxford Mail. It is from the pre-COVID times of uh, 2018 and parents have blasted a school for excluding children from Christmas Jumper Day for not getting the right number of C's. And by that, they mean that the grade C. So obviously they're talking about kind of GCSEs and grades there rather than naughtiness. Um, 
commenting online, a parent has said, I agree with the reward and consequence. I do not agree with making kids in effect wear a badge for the day announcing they didn't get a grade. Um, The original post on the school's website said, uh, non-uniform day on Friday for all students who have ensured that they've received the minimum number of Cs. Um, It turns out that this actually relates to a behavioural system, not their GCSEs. It also turned out that it wasn't Christmas jumper day. It was just a non-uniform day. And so I guess that's 50-50 for us. We have found a school that has banned Christmas jumpers sort of because it was a non-uniform day in Christmas. So I guess if you wanted to wear one, you couldn't. And it was in line with their behaviour policy. Um, But really, uh, so we have had... uh, a school that actually did ban Christmas cards, a school that said it was going to ban Christmas altogether, but it really wasn't, and another newspaper article of a school that banned Christmas Jumper Day, although it didn't ban Christmas Jumper Day, and it was actually just a reward system for good behaviour. And so that business school, I feel, unfairly, but again, we've had banning, banning, banning. So these are a regular... 2018 and 2019 i haven't gone back far to find our articles about schools being banned um, from or schools banning christmas in some way now my final two i have before we go to the news and i have a school that banned homemade cakes for the christmas fair unless they had a food hygiene certificate so we're on to banning homemade cakes from the Christmas fair unless they had a food hygiene certificate. So if you're looking for schools banning stuff at Christmas, we've had banning cards, we've had banning Christmas altogether, we've had banning Christmas jumpers, now they're banning homemade cakes from the Christmas fair. Um, this one is from 2015 and the school was in Sheffield and the head teacher sent out a letter that said due to new regulations we can only accept donations of homemade cakes and buns from people who have a home a food and hygiene certificate yes so you can imagine some of the comments of health and safety gone mad Unfortunately, as always, by the time we get onto the second page of the article with some of our Christmas being banned by schools, um, Sheffield uh, Council uh, Education Chiefs has said the guidance issued was only to apply to large outside contractors and didn't apply to schools in this context. The spokesman said it wasn't meant to refer to mums and dads volunteering to bake at home for school fairs and we will be telling the school this. Well, that cleared that one up pretty quickly um unfortunately the school who did ban uh cakes from the christmas fair that people were making at home was very quickly told that they'd made a mistake and the health and safety hadn't gone mad they'd maybe just read the guidance slightly wrong so our last one we have from the chronicle what can i do if my child's school bans nativity play photos Actually, I can relate to this one. I can relate to this and it ties us back into why we are doing this is the parents are missing out and potentially with us not having nativities, the parents might be missing out. Uh, They've all been told that they'll be getting them uh, DVDs and videos. And I think maybe people have forgotten all of the hassle, all of the 
bones of contention around parents videoing their children in school performances. Now, um, we have uh, in this article a solicitor from DAS Law, Anthony De Palma. So this is his advice, not mine. But he says that any owner of private property can restrict the use of photography or video equipment. So the school's in their rights to ban you from taking photos, but their reasoning for it might be an, a little shaky ground. Now, if you have signed a consent form, it's unlikely that that will be legally enforceable because there is no financial loss to the school. Now, remember, these aren't my legal advice. I am not a legal expert on this, but uh, Anthony De Palma from DAS Law is giving this advice through the Chronicle newspaper. Um, are there any laws about, it says, are there any laws about sharing group shots of my ch children uh, nativity play photos online? And again, the advice comes back, there isn't. As long as the photos are not deemed indecent, or are likely to have an effect on harming or harassing anyone else, there's nothing legally stopping you from doing so. So again, we have schools maybe erring on the side of caution, uh, maybe uh, misreading legislation, but certainly banning something to do with Christmas and no Christmas photographs. So when we get on to now talking about after the news, talking about what has been banned by COVID Christmases, what the Department for Education are saying hasn't been banned, we know that certainly in the five years up to COVID, we had run-ins in the newspapers as an education profession where schools were either banning photographs of nativities, were banning cakes from Christmas fairs, were banning Christmas cards, were banning certain children from having Christmas jumpers on, or were saying they were going to ban Christmas altogether, although I am kind of ruling that one out because we know it was a poorly worded attempt to make children understand the true meaning of Christmas. But Christmas bans has not been a recent thing. Now remember, when we come back after the news, if you want to call in, if you want to text in, you can do. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and so we want to talk to you but for now, off we go to the news and we'll see you on the other side talking about COVID Christmases and where that leaves us with our nativities and our Christmas carol concerts this year. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. On Monday, the government recommended the wearing of face masks in communal areas and corridors in schools in response to the Omicron variant. Teachers are now urging that this recommendation becomes a mandatory ruling, as it now is on public transport and in shops. Head teachers feel the advice for schools makes it difficult to enforce, and teachers would like the guidance extended to classrooms. Dr Mary Bousted, NEU Joint General Secretary said, COVID does not recognise the difference between a corridor and a classroom, and a failure to require face coverings in both areas in secondary schools is a misstep in the latest guidance. Dr Patrick Roach, NAS UWT General Secretary, agreed. If schools are to maintain safety during the remainder of this term, 
the government will need to accept that its messaging needs to be stronger. Face coverings have been mandatory in Scottish classrooms since November 2020. In Scotland, educational institutes are increasingly introducing gender-neutral toilet facilities. Schools in Dundee, East Renfrewshire and Edinburgh have all introduced these facilities following warnings in 2019 from Scottish National Party politicians and by the Scottish Equality and Human Rights Commission that schools would leave themselves open to lawsuits if they did not provide them. Parents across Scotland have, however, raised concerns over gender-neutral toilets in secondary schools, which can see 12-year-old girls and 18-year-old men sharing facilities. Harry Scott, Scottish Borders councillor, said, Why is it not possible to have male, female and gender-neutral toilets which would cater for the needs of everyone? Why can that not be achieved in our schools? This has been your daily education news briefing. Live from Swansea, this is The Twilight Show with Nathan Ginn on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Boradar Paub, Kroiso Abatawi, and Nadolig Lawen. It is the 1st of December. So, oh, I forgot to explain that in English. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Swansea and Merry Christmas. Um, it is the 1st of December, and uh, I have put up my Christmas tree today in class, uh, well, in class, in the little kind of classroom area that I have, we put some tinsel around it. We have uh, opened the first of our um, advent calendar box, which was a stationary box. And so today's one uh, uh, gift out of it that a child opened was uh, a pen. Um, you know, I'm hoping for some paper clips maybe uh, when it gets to my stationary turn for the stationary advent calendar uh, box. Um, so we have been doing our Christmassy things. Um, also, over in the main site, we have uh, just put up what is, as I say, a, maybe a 17 foot Christmas tree in the atrium area. Um, so uh, lights on it must be thousands of lights. Um, it is really all around the reception um, window hatch. Um, lights around it when I look into other classrooms, Christmas trees, lights, tinsel. It is getting Christmassy. You know, as as Bublé said, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Um, not Christmassy enough, according to the Department for Education, because the thing that started off this show and the reason that we, I wanted to talk to you tonight and hear your thoughts and your opinions is this tweet that the Department for Education has sent out now multiple times. It wasn't an accident. They've sent it out multiple times. A tweet that says uh, your child's nativity school Christmas play or concert can still go ahead. There will be COVID safety measures in place for parents and carers attending. 
uh, a big picture of some lights, a Christmas tree uh, with the, the kind of heading on it. Christmas plays and nativities can go ahead this year and a link to a blog uh, by the Department for Education uh, saying very much similarly the same message there that as far as they're concerned, uh, these things can go ahead but they tag on this kind of sentence at the end, part sentence of it will be at the school's or head teacher's discretion. Now, again, worth us noting, uh, I am not in the uh, England at the moment, so I am not under the, the jurisdiction of the Department for Education as far as these things go, or in fact, Westminster to, to, to some extent, because I live in Wales and we're devolved. What that does mean is today I've explained to the children in my in my class that we are wearing face masks, not just in communal areas now in Wales, but we are wearing them everywhere that social distancing cannot be maintained. So we are, again, maybe I guess one step further down the line than in England. We've been wearing masks for most of this term in communal areas. We are now wearing masks in the classroom when we can't socially distance so uh, mostly for most of their time in school we are masked um, obviously uh, Mal has texted in there saying Spain has been doing this for almost two years um, I, the difference for me with Spain is that it's a far away than Cardiff is from Bristol we are not that far away and there is not a, a sea between us. There is not different immigration, really, um, expectations between Wales. You know, the Seven Bridge, you can just drive across. People are moving back and forth. But Wales is um, taking things maybe slightly stricter on some of these things, particularly around the Department for Education. Um, sorry, which, which is not the same in Wales and um, the, the education in the, the Welsh Assembly. Um but they are talking about maybe closing schools early already at the moment over these the couple of days that we're talking. Um, they are talking about closing schools early this term, you know, calling it uh, a halt to it. And I think some of that is about when Christmas sits and will we have enough, the, the right number of days um, between knowing, you know, when we close, which is some of what happened last year, if I remember correctly, that there was concern about would you have had 10 days before Christmas to know that you'd um, sort of got clear of the virus, for want of a better word, to be able to then mix with other people. Um, Mal is texting, just saying, fire break, then you can have a good Christmas. I think that is the plan. Uh, Lucy is texting, saying, I'm in my second year teaching in Portugal and have been masked the entire time. Children 10 or over have to be masked. We're online teaching first week back too. Now that is something I could get behind. We all know how to do it. Why not just, you know, why not just say, actually, you know, that first week back, we, we, we'll do some stuff online, a nice slow start into term, rolling start in, give people a chance to uh, show symptoms, give people a chance to um, to get tested. But no, the Department for Education are, are messaging out saying they want not just the people in, in school who are currently in school, they want some more people in school. Let's get some parents in. Let's get some grandparents in. Let's get them into the school hall. Um, and, and and let's see a nativity. Let's maybe do some singing together as well in that school hall. All together. Um, Mal has texted in saying it's nuts. Um, yep, certainly. Um, there are incredibly um, specific uh, guidance was released 
the previous year. So I can tell you what happened in England last year um, with regards to us having COVID secure Christmases. Now, uh, last time round, when we faced a similar situation, and I can only say based on the way things are going and the messages that are coming out and the fact that people are promising that we will have a Christmas makes me worried um, because that's exactly what they promised last time round. Uh, you know, and I'll say that openly, it does worry me. But last time around, we had guidance about not being able to sing with more than 15 in a classroom, having to take it outside. We had guidance about the uh, spacing between people um, of two meter spacing. We also had guidance around um, uh, how much space within a room, so a room's air capacity. So in a sports hall, how many people you could have in a hall. Um, to, to be able to uh, perform safely. There has not been so much of that coming out this year. There is What has been coming out is a, yeah, sure, parents, you can do it. What hasn't been coming out so much for me is, is, is really details on how schools are expected to make that happen. Now, on the back of that as well is we are in uh, the last few weeks the last few weeks of this term, uh, as far as a, a Christmas performance goes. For those of you listening who have not tried to get a group of maybe 30 or 65-year-olds to perform anything uh, together, um, that does not start a week before the performance is due. Now, normally you would expect the performance to be maybe the last week of term, maybe the second last week of term, but it has to happen before that, which means any plans that have been made have already been made or have already been cancelled. Uh, Mail's text in there just saying, our original plan was to leave the UK in February, March, but by July we decided to get out ASAP, otherwise there'd be another lockdown and we'd be stuck in the UK. And I certainly, I hear people who are working abroad still, um, who are questioning about coming back, um, over Christmas, because I know people have been stuck with travel plans. Um, it is a worrying time. What is worrying on top of that for schools, and we know this from the newspaper articles that I've read out before about how quickly schools can be thrown under the bus by the news for a good headline, that if a school publicly comes out and says, we're not doing a nativity this year, then certainly in some of these newspapers, there would be a big headline saying school bans Christmas, head teacher is a Grinch, um, our Christmas is spoiled, you know, any number of those messages. I'm very sure that there will be a photo op of somebody in government attending a nativity play, hopefully masked, but probably not, um, attending a nativity play and uh, some kind of headline about the fact that they have saved Christmas or that they are bringing the Christmas cheer or that they are you know, any kind of those messages. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read from uh, the guidance last year. This is from the 23rd of December. So after schools had broken up, it is a release uh, from the um, DFE on how schools have created safe ways to celebrate Christmas this year. Now, bearing in mind, this is the Department for Education saying what a safe Christmas looks like or as far as they were concerned what last year a safe Christmas looked year looked like and 
they said uh, one of our most cherished school traditions, the annual nativity play, has still taken centre stage across the country despite the pandemic. Um, in assembly halls, churches, classrooms, the show has managed to go on, although as with almost everything in 2020, it has looked a little different. So that is where we start with the Department for Education celebrating that last year, nativities in some form went ahead, although they looked a little different. Um, we had Vicky Ford, who was the Children and Families Minister, paying a visit to a school, as they always do, uh, where the head teacher Rachel Jewett um, talked about their performance that they did. She said that they performed in a church and her quote was, we had to make sure the church was cleaned and sanitised before each of class performance, as well as create different costumes for each pupil so they couldn't be reworn. Um, all of these little things you do automatically, we had to rethink and adapt and make sure we were creating a safe space as possible for the children to perform. It's worth noting that there was no audience in the church along with those measures, so a larger space for them to perform in, um, so more air capacity, um, all of the other things about their cleaning in between different bubbles, um, different costumes um, for, for, to make sure for each pupil, but no audience present. Now this was, as I say, from the government's expectations, uh, with the government press release of what uh, to celebrate Christmas of what a, how schools create a safe environment. This is not me cherry picking a, an example of what schools really did. Although a number of this is you know for me very representative of what a number of schools did. Remote nativities, filmed nativities. This is the government's, uh, the Department for Education's version of what a good uh, safe nativity looked like. Um, they go on to say uh, that in um, a school in Cumbria, students created a 20-minute film, uh, which they then sent to parents. Uh, another school using video editing and Google Classrooms, uh, and a different school here, St. Matthew's School, were able to experience the magic of the Christmas nativity from the comfort of their homes. So again, the Department for Education promoting, and admittedly, they do throw in there that thanks to the DfE providing children with iPads and computers, which I will say didn't come in time for my school uh, to have a, a COVID secure Christmas uh, in that sense. They came much, much later. They were very delayed, but they, you know, they take a little credit for that. But they are still saying that a COVID secure Christmas last year was a remote Christmas nativity. Now. We have to ask what has changed this year, what has changed in the run-up to it, um, and what has changed more recently because we have the new variant. Now, I'm just going to check for a text. We've got Mal is texting again, just saying, we feel so much safer in Spain. We took our kids out of school in September. Too worried they'll end up getting sick. Not worried in Spain. Everyone wears a mask here everywhere. And I think there is an element of that. There is an element of trust there is an element of um being sure about what's happening now what we know is that um some of the mask wearing has not been fully enforced has not been modeled by some of our um, leaders countries leaders um when they are even visiting hospitals that they would be wearing a mask so the schools are fearful 
that they are going to have to say these things to parents. And so they will take a, a safe option, uh, an option that the Department for Education last year was more than happy with, as we will see, um, and an option that is, they feel, safe for their community, safe for their school. Um, we start getting headlines this year then. So, headlines that we have had so far. Um, the Daily Record has had a headline of Christmas school uh, panto trips are banned in Scotland, in Ayrshire, um, amongst fears of COVID transmission. Now, Christmas pantos are a good thing. We used to have them come into our school, get the teachers a little bit of extra PPA. I would advise that. It's really, really good to have um, while all the kids are in the hall. But Christmas panto trips being banned. We also have schools in Wales banning uh, Christmas cards being sent. Uh, Rondekin and Taff, that's South Wales, down by me. Um, we're told, schools are told um, not to exchange Christmas cards and presents in case they spread um, coronavirus. Um, that again was a bit mixed because uh, Public Health Wales came back and said that they had not given that message. Um, but again, schools are left to make these decisions because at the end of every one of these, it says, um, up to the head teacher's discretion and unfortunately we are left making decisions uh, because none are made for us. Now this is my final newspaper headline of where we are at currently. This is from the 24th of November. So well before um, the, um, the, the, t the messages that the Department for Education have sent out, the most recent being the 30th of uh, November, um, certainly after this article, headlines, uh, and this one from the Manchester Evening Post, saying parents gutted as schools ban audiences from nativities amid COVID. Now, if we know that the newspapers were already reporting on the 24th of November that families missed out last year when tighter restrictions were in place, uh, COVID cases are rising and for that reason many schools have decided to cancel or record their performances and the Department for Education is after this sending out messages saying that they can go ahead it puts head teachers and schools in a difficult position because as I've said you start preparing you start performing you buy your nativity script at the start of this term you start planning you start sending letters home for parents to buy costumes this is a late message from the Department for Education. And so for me, and this is, I would be interested in hearing if you want to call in or text in, if you feel like many of the respondents to this tweet, that this was an act of bad faith and undermining to undermine the teaching profession, to win over parents. And when I read through some of these then comments from the Manchester Evening Post Facebook page, you will see why. Uh, this comment from a, a Lindsay Velhoven says, ours have just been cancelled. I'm devastated as my youngest didn't do her first one in nursery last year and won't now in reception and they only do nativity in the EYFS in the early years. And that takes us back to the start of the show where we talked about the things we had lost. The difference for me is who 
is getting the blame. Now, unfortunately, all of us have to take some account of that is a pandemic. But the Department for Education, by tweeting out that it, um, it says they can go ahead, would undermine something like this head teacher's experience who says this is Wendy Caffey head of Lee St Peter's school primary school in uh, Wigan we've so many staff off it's becoming difficult to cover I spent three days last week sorting Covid out and half a day yesterday not even got onto my normal work we cancelled the Christmas fair and holding our performance in church where it's much bigger all schools are different, so please don't be too quick to judge. We're trying to keep people safe. It's still relentless for us. And so I think, talking about COVID and Christmas panics, I will leave it with that head teacher's comments on how relentless and hard it has been just to run a school this year without the extras which maybe shouldn't be extra, but certainly take extra time of nativities and then without your decisions being undermined. So we are going to go to an ad break. When we come back, a little bit more of Christmas cheer. We're going to wrap things up. I'll tell you what's coming on later tonight because we've got some great shows ahead of us. Off we go to the ads. Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE validated programmes to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more, and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Live from Swansea, this is The Twilight Show with Nathan Ginn on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Borodar Paub, Chrysoy Avatawi, and the Dolik Lawan. So, uh, hello everyone, welcome to Swansea, and Merry Christmas. If you've just joined us, we have been talking about um, Christmas controversies with schools. I have been through the newspapers, I have looked for anything where it says, Chris, schools have banned something to do with Christmas and pulled it out. We've sorted it between things that happened pre-COVID, things that have been happening because of COVID, and all down to a tweet that the Department for Education sent out about nativity plays being allowed to go ahead. We saw um, Christmas cards being banned even before COVID. Are they being banned because of uh, contamination risks? Are they being banned because it's better for the environment? They've certainly been banned by certain schools. We saw schools banning Christmas jumper day, or did they? Or was it a confusion? But certainly the newspapers ran with that as a headline. We saw schools banning Christmas altogether, although it appears that was a very badly 
in my opinion, badly uh, worded ploy to get children to really think about the meaning of Christmas because they never were going to ban Christmas. They just said they would to make children then write a letter to persuade people that Christmas could go ahead. We have also um, seen some of the COVID impacts of banning people coming into schools to mix and see children perform live. Now, I do feel like I need a little bit of Christmas. There we go. We'll have, I forgot I had this Christmas track. There we go. That, that will bring us a little bit back up. Now, it is the 1st of December. And in our, um, I can't, I'm going to have to turn it off. I am massively in the Christmas mood, but it is playing all sorts of havoc with my ability to keep a chain of thought, having the jingle bells going in the, on in the background. We have something, what's in our stocking today? Ah, late show tonight. We've got Noreen on after this, 8 till 9.30, talking with Rachel D'Souza and Natasha Porter, um, talking about the work of the Children's Commissioner for England, Rachel D'Souza, uh, and also Unlocked Grads, which is about work to um, develop the chances for um, previously imprisoned young people uh, once they leave prison. So an amazing show. There's some really interesting stuff. And then later, late, late show tonight from 10 till 11, we've got Ed Finch and Toby Paincook. And it's their first show, uh, uh, a debut show, uh, jointly hosting so our first uh, joint hosts of a show um, so some good chat going on there um, good uh, kind of back and forth so feel free to join them be the third wheel to their tricycle but they will be talking about some of the top tweets a double act how cool uh, Lucy has texted in yep that's it Morecambe and Wise um, Anton Deck um, Laurel and Hardy or joining the pantheon of, of of great double acts we will have our own here on teachers talk radio later tonight that's between 10 and 11 tonight so you can continue listening go and make yourself a, a cup of tea after this show maybe something more Christmassy maybe a Christmas uh, spiced hot chocolate and then come back ready for Noreen on the late show 8 till 9 30 Another little break to get your uh, your slippers on, maybe change into your pyjamas, and back again for the Late Late Show with Ed Finch and Toby Pancook all the way up till 11. Uh, they are here. Um, obviously, more shows later in the week. If you want to catch up, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on our Facebook, and, of course, on our LinkedIn. You can interact with us on any of those platforms. We have been doing some live Twitter spaces as well, so keep an eye out for that. If you want to join in and you're worried maybe about being recorded, because this goes out as a podcast as well as a live radio show. So you can find it at ttradio.org slash listenback. And what you'll find there is a little search bar. And in there you can type any of the keywords. So for instance, Christmas, and you would find this show. It would be filtered for it. You could type in reading, uh, and you would find all of the shows all the way back through the history of Teachers Talk Radio. And, and, and you'd find them there and you'd be able to kind of find the ones that are most of interest to you. Also tonight, we found out that I can ask Alexa to play Teachers Talk Radio. Now, if you shout out Alexa, uh, oh no, I can't do it now because my Alexa will actually start playing it. Um, but you say the word Alexa to, to give the instruction to it. And then just give me a second to let it stop flashing. 
then say uh, Teachers Talk Radio um, podcast um, or play Teachers Talk Radio podcast, and it will play the Teachers Talk Radio from Amazon Music, where you can find us. Of course, you can find us on other things like Spotify, where you can listen to the show. If you want to join in live with any of the shows late tonight, don't forget, download the Podbean app, and you can text in and you can call in and you can join those shows and join the conversation. Now, it is time for me to uh, wrap things up and for me to go. Uh, The rest of my week, um, I am hopeful that I will be able to straighten out my Christmas tree at school. I need to find some lights and I'm hoping, who's who's tomorrow? Yep, tomorrow, uh, the second of our advent calendar prizes is open. I'll try and tweet out a picture of that. It is all stationary. Mine is on the 15th I think is my day to open the advent calendar box Um, no chocolate in there unfortunately we've gone stationary rather than chocolate I guess it's a bit healthier Um, but for now thank you all and nostar good night you've been listening to teachers talk radio Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.